0: Okay. Wow. Welcome back. And this is actually the final episode in this first series of The Unsung Hero. And this is a really nice one to close out this first series. And it's, it's with a guy that I have known for a while. You know, I actually don't know how to pronounce his last name so well, so he's going to hate me. But it's Thomas Bro... Scott, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, but he's actually the expansion manager at a a really cool company called Luggage Hero, which is also based here in Copenhagen. But Thomas and I have a bit of a history as we actually work together at Plio, which is one of the things that we kind of jump into a little bit in the podcast. Um, But the reason why it's a really nice one to finish off this series is because it kind of rounds together the whole meaning of this podcast and and why, for example, I'm doing it and and, and what I'm looking for from doing these conversations, both myself individually, but also for the ones who are hopefully listening. But I won't uh, share too much yet. I'll let you guys wait to listen in. But this is episode 10. So this is the first 10 episodes now complete in series one. And coming out in the next week um, is actually a completely different version of this podcast, which I'm hoping you're going to be excited for. But for those of you who don't know, Luggage Hero is this pretty cool company also, like I mentioned, based in Copenhagen that is all around sort of like having these very nifty locations for travelers when they're doing their trips on Airbnb or what have you in cities to actually leave their luggage and go and be able to explore the cities when they might be waiting for a flight in the evening or if they arrive early and don't really want to lug their luggage around the city so that they can actually explore Very practical, solves a very logical pain. Obviously, during coronavirus, it's been extremely challenging. But I think they're doing fine, which is great to hear. Um, But Thomas, like I mentioned, is an expansion manager for them. He's been there since November um, 18. which is, well, it seems like such a century ago and when he joined them they were only in three cities and since he's been with them he's been really quite responsible for the expansion into more than 40 cities even towards the end of 2019 and that's when we kind of uh kind of totally, we kind of picked up the conversation with him and it's such a cool job that he's had and a lot of cool things that he's been doing He's actually from a really small um, city uh, outside Copenhagen called Grejo. I think I pronounced that one right. So any Copenhageners listening will definitely know about that. Um, And he's this most intensely passionate guy around football. He's been playing since he was maybe four years old. He's won championships. You know, he, he did this through gymnasium when he was um, studying. And he even, when he went to gymnasium, built this elite sort of 15-guy football team that they all still keep in contact today. And I loved a little bit of the story he shared there. And Oliver, who's actually on one of the earlier podcasts, he actually connected me with Oliver. So long little story there, which is super fun. Um, He's been a ski instructor. Uh, I think he mentioned in um, Alp Duez, which is pretty awesome. Maybe that leads into why he's so competitive and and also um, doing some cool stuff now. Uh, And his dad even used to work or still maybe works in sales and did that for 30 years with Adidas. Probably why he also loves football. Now we know where he gets football shoes from, I'm sure. But in this episode, and we're going to jump straight into a uh, a section actually where we intersected when he was in PLEO. It's very personal also because there's a lot of history and there's a lot of story here on practical things. If you're new to the whole personal branding, you want to jump into a company and you want to start building that brand. Here's some really practical things to do so you don't mess up. And a lot of people feel the pressure. They need to go quickly, make a name for themselves. Don't do that. There's a very logical methodology to this. And you'll hear from Thomas and myself here on You know, honestly, things to think about when you go in, but also just how important the foundations of a company in terms of leadership are in setting the tone. Um, Yannick, you'll hear, who um, is the CEO of Luggage Hero, super fun guy. He's also been very active on the social side, and that really sets the tone. But I think it's a great episode to really understand if you really want to break into this whole personal branding, some very tangible things to think about so that you don't trip and fall at the start line. Because when you go into a new company, any employees listening, remember, you need to prove your value. It's not about being social right away. It's about showing that you can do the job, you can do it very well, and you can compound your success through a brand. And there's a very unique lesson there, and we'll talk about this on the podcast, which is super fun. And at the end of the podcast, I think I share a bit more about what the whole thing behind this podcast is, as I said, a nice way to round off the episode or the series. Enjoy, everyone, and I hope that you guys enjoy. Cheers. And and as I
1: told you last time, what was the big difference from being in, in Clio, uh the last couple of months and, and from starting in, in Logosho was definitely that. Uh, the, the pressure wasn't the same and I was a lot more comfortable in, in the job and everything, uh, in longitude because I was actually, you know, performing, I was a bit more, I felt more comfortable, more secure than I, than I, uh, than I did, uh, the last couple of months in, in the yeah. And then it was a lot easier for me, you know, to, uh, to share and think out outside the box, um, and, and post on, on LinkedIn, uh.
0: And that I think that was like that's like the magic piece there, right? You know, and I feel it too, right? I, I, but like you know, when people join a new company, there's this, you know, you know, this obvious pressure to perform, and I think your first three months is just so critical to like your platform to to you know make it or break it in, in, in kind of layman's terms, right? But if you can get comfortable quickly, if you can, you know, get a lucky break or whatever and, and start performing well. And you know, if you're in sales and you're building pipeline well and you know traction exactly. is there, then the the second part, which is like let's share the journey, let's share the story, let's get some excitement, it comes much more naturally. When you flip it upside down, you can't just produce that content. When you have to also produce personal results, it's yeah. not it's not one and one. It's not that easy. And I think I think for me as an outsider watching you at Luggage Hero, which I love to watch when you join them, and I thought it it's maybe, maybe for example it was like a perfect fit. everything aligned and you maybe, maybe coming from um, some of the things that you learned at Clio and the previous job just set you up for much more success to hit the ground running. But I I know I right away you were like, you know, you started producing fun content and you could see you were in a rhythm. And I think that's a really important message to share. to like loads of people listening who are like either going to a new job or they've been in a new job and they, they feel the pressure to be more social and, and, and drive traffic or build their brands or whatever. And I think it's just the honest truth that patience and, you know, waiting until you're ready before you kind of put yourself and expose yourself out there. But Cracking the job itself and getting comfortable in the day to day is probably priority number
1: one. I would definitely say that because uh, yeah, I, I it, it it feels more natural for me to to uh, to post uh, and to share stuff uh, uh, as soon as I'm in a, in a comfortable position where I know that I'm I'm doing the job that I'm supposed to do quite well. Um, and i i don't you know i don't feel like the pressure from from the ceo that that i need to to perform like a lot better and and when you are in that position it's a lot you know more natural and easier to uh, you know to think about sharing stuff and and yeah i i think it is like a balance um you know finding that spot and and i definitely found that in love so.
0: yeah i love that I, I think and i remember when you joined i could just see you were just loving what, you, what we were doing and um, i think you loved it at Plio too but I, I i think it's just you know it's like you said earlier it just didn't feel right you know sometimes you just know even though it's like oh this is like a cool dream job but i think it's being so humble and honest with yourself about like asking yourself the tough question, right? Is is this for me? Am I enjoying the day-to-day job? Am I enjoying the pressure if it's like a super heavy growth company and, and whatever. And, 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 and every company is so different, but I I really like that. Um, Okay. Then let's zoom into, to luggage hero. You know, like you you join, you know, six months into luggage hero, where did the evangelism begin to really become infectious? And like, you know, I think that's where you really took off and, launching new markets like where what happened there
1: yeah i i think i think you know it there are a lot of uh things so so i, I actually started posting already the first day i i joined luggage they had just made a sales record and and they they the, the way they celebrate that is jumping in the water uh so the i remember action... <laughs> i remember this
0: fist. i remember this one actually it was great
1: yeah so, so the first action i had uh in in the luggage show uh, job was actually jumping in the water and um, which was quite cool and then when we came up i i actually asked um the others we, we were only uh, four jumping in the water back then um if it was all right that i took a picture of us and posted it and and then yannick the ceo was just like yeah 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 sure i'll do that that would be fucking awesome and, uh, and you know, already there, I felt, you know, that I was uh, backed up by him, that, that he really, you know, um, embraced uh, me uh, sharing. And, and I, th- I also think it was one of the important things when, when I got was hired for the job that I actually did share uh, and post on LinkedIn uh, and, and that I had like a bit of a personal brand, I guess. Because um, he yeah. was doing a, a lot of that, and and that was actually why I knew about Lovin' You because he, you know, was walking around in in New York and you know sharing uh, a lot of different videos. Um, so uh, so I, I I felt quite comfortable already from like the first date, but but of course the the reason why I really took off six months in the job was because we started opening up new cities and I started traveling, and one You know, I guess the whole way I've been doing uh, or my way of of, uh, posting on LinkedIn has been a lot about, you know, um, sharing the journey and and having people being able to follow the whole journey. Because it was kind of exciting that uh, a little Danish company with like five or six people, which we were back then, uh, was going to grow from three markets to 40 markets within a year, which is to me still kind of insane. Um, and and I I knew that it was pretty easy for for people to you know um, digest and and follow the whole journey, um, so so when I started traveling, uh, it really kicked off, and I I was traveling a lot, and and as soon as I was in a new city, I posted a new video, um, and you know it just felt uh, so natural. Uh, it it was it felt uh, really nice, and the feedback from from doing that, even from partners or um, connections on LinkedIn or friends or whatever has just been like amazing. And then it just, you know, kept, uh, kept you going. And, and yeah, if if I had like uh, two weeks where I, I didn't share anything, then people, some people actually started, you know, uh, asking what, what was, uh, what was wrong and, and what happened in luggage because they actually started falling on a,
0: <laughs> on a weekly weekly basis. But I remember. Okay, first of all, I, I actually remember Yannick's videos of him on a bike. He was always on a bike, <laughs> selfie videoing, talking about like a funding round. Like I, I remember these videos, so they definitely vivid in my mind. But he, but he was super active. And, I, and a I want to I want to go into that in a second. Like, what was it like being in a company? where the founder for example is super supportive like yeah go evangelize go go share because i'm curious how many others have that setup where they you know their ceo or their 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 leadership team is super supportive of like yeah go do it and you know that's amazing freedom and i, I don't want to zoom in on that in a second but the other thing yeah. which i also thought really interesting when you the documenting of the journey right there was definitely a trend on linkedin let's say a year and a half ago where a lot of people got some traction I I think and I can't speak for how much but you know People, it was infectious to follow when people were updating. Like, oh, it's kind of exciting to follow from a distance, right? It's almost like the Instagram feeds where it's like, you know, someone's updating where they're going and what they're doing. And you know, it's it's interesting to say you said people were like messaging you, like, hey, it's been like a week. Where's the next (laughs) post? It's funny, and I I remember the same feeling from some of the stuff that I was doing. So completely resonate. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It it was it was kind of crazy. (laughs)
0: But then, I mean, how was it with Yannick, like as the, you know, someone like being in a company that really supported this and I, and where did that come from, you think? Because I think that's a great thing to share. And I'm not, I don't think, I'm not sure if any founders or whatever are listening, but you know, I definitely from the employees that are listening and, and hopefully, you know, the audience that's building now, what do you think you did that, I, I, what you did and, and what Yannick did, which kind of promoted this environment and encouraged it? <clears throat> yeah
1: i i i think that that the environment was sort of like already there when when i joined even though that gatnik was the only one posting um but i i think that 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 he have figured it out himself that that it was you know it was fun uh to do it uh, for himself It it promoted him it promoted the business um one thing i i fig, uh, figured out, which I still think is is kind of crazy, is that he posted back when he founded loveue um and then back then he got four or five thousand likes <laughs> on on a on a post on on linkedin um and I think you know that sort of like got him started you know getting creating a lot of awareness out there about a new company you know uh, coming up and he a, as you said like he, he's done a lot of videos that was the reason why I knew about logo you because he popped up in my my feed but actually when I was in Clio um, and you know I, I I had a good experience uh, you know posting uh, from Clio and, and I have you know been following you really close and and seeing what what uh, you have gotten out of it and and you know, all the interactions and uh, also from some of our earlier conversations about uh, how much it actually, you know, worked out for you in terms of getting new connections, uh, uh, longer term uh, clients and stuff like that. And, and you know, uh, uh, facilitating yeah. Uh, yeah connections to the right people and stuff. And I think, Um, I think,
0: you know, from my experience and and definitely yours as well, it's leans heavily on LinkedIn, right? And obviously there's more social platforms, but for some reason, I think LinkedIn in Denmark is massive. Everyone loves LinkedIn. So I I think the most unhidden and the most interesting learning from that LinkedIn story and, and being active on LinkedIn and finding your niche in terms of how you want to curate and share content is about and i i'm going to be really blunt it's about recruitment for me like for me you know that's how you found me right you know I, i i was using it and i was doing it because i loved my job i loved what i did every day i wanted just to share the stories but the byproduct and i think i've said this before on one of the other podcasts is like the amount of recruitment brand support was enormous because like and like you said you know you kind of come across me and you you kind of see my videos you've seen Yannick's but it's like it gives everyone on the outside this very crystal clear window into culture into you know is it all the hype I mean is it what it's all about and I think that was a natural byproduct and I still don't see many people doing it well today. I think everyone uses LinkedIn for a different reason and some are very aggressive on like promoting themselves which I'm never a huge fan of but I I respect it because everyone's hustling but some people are using it just to ask for help all the time which I think is fair but not when it's every single piece of content that you produce. I like when there's a balance and I don't know it's 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 very interesting to see how it's evolving but you look on LinkedIn now it's really kind of almost becoming Facebook it's really evolving yeah
1: it it, it definitely is um definitely but yeah I I I, I totally agree with with uh, with you um and it was actually kind of funny uh when when, when we talked last time you you asked if I if I uh, had some someone in mind that would fit uh, in to this uh, podcast um and and when you asked me i was like completely blank uh, i had to really like to to start looking into it and look down my feet and then suddenly i found a lot but the majority of the people that i see you know frequently and and really often in my feet is is actually ceos like people who started their own businesses and it it is it's sort of like uh, different some some are like really aggressive i should say um and then some are you know a little more i don't know if you would call it like passive but you know where they are just sharing the journey or not pushing uh to a, a potential sale but like more or less like creating awareness or uh, potential recruiting and and that's definitely the the approach that i've you know experienced for myself been working a lot better like i've never tried to sell anything it's been about uh, creating awareness it's been about you know uh, sharing the the journey and then of course like it it oh it's turned out to be a lot about recruitment as well and you know when you when you're sort of like sharing the journey and sharing like the the vibe in the company um and and the growth um People people tend to like that in in my opinion, and and I've gotten like a lot of response uh, on on that part, and and I do think that it has been like really interesting, uh, you know. Growing. What do you think things. of
0: this though? Do you think it's more powerful in your opinion coming from employees in a company sharing that content, or from the actual founders and CEOs sharing it? I,
1: I I guess it depends on 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 how people are doing it, and and people have their own style. Um, I think it's more original if it comes from an employee that actually just, you know, really believes and loves the job, uh, believes in the company and, and really loves the job. Because, um, like, a CEO would, would also always, like, go uh, and promote for, for a reason, I guess. Um, so I, I do think that it's, it's stronger when when uh, a, an employee, um, not forced to do it, but, but just loves the job and, and really wants to... To share and post.
0: Uh... Yeah, no, I agree. And I think personally, um, and I haven't seen this too often, but I think the strongest setup to enable that kind of experience and that maybe that action from employees because they're interested in doing this, not because they have to is when the founders or CEO or whatever actually does it softly themselves. So it shows yeah. that this is okay. Um, maybe they don't push it as hard. Like I remember yet, but used to post quite often um, big yeah. posts and I kind of got inspired by that and I just ran with it. Um, so I agree. It kind of, you know, if no one's doing it at the senior leadership, then it kind of maybe is like, maybe that isn't, that, this is frowned upon, and we shouldn't do it. So I think it does set the tone. Like, is there any kind of burning question that you wanted to ask me, or you, 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 you kind of would love to get my thoughts on?
1: Not necessarily why you find uh, this, uh, you know, brand evangelism uh, so yeah. interesting, and and maybe also like what what got you started in in the beginning.
0: Yeah. It's, it's really random serendipity, right? I don't remember. There was, there's actually a post that I I wrote an article about the first LinkedIn post that I really did it at Plio, which, you know, like the Yannick experience, right? It, It went a bit viral for me at that time. It got a lot of likes. It got a lot of traction for me at that time. And that kind of inspired me. And I remember this picture. It was a picture of like the whole team. I think you were in it actually. Um, so maybe it was a bit later on, but this one really got me hooked onto it, but it was a picture of the whole team in our pink hoodies. And we had just hired, like, I think the BDR team. Um, and that one got a lot of traction. And I realized that, you know, people really respond to people. So they, they like seeing, you know, images and success stories and happy stories. And they really leached onto it. And that kind of got me viral on the idea of like, let me just really religiously document the journey and it can never be forced. It just has to be natural. And, I remember when I was really full power on LinkedIn, I never thought about it. I just would be in a situation, I would see something and I would like almost be a journalist. I would just document it and I would just ship it. I barely ever looked at my content once I sent it out. I just let it go. And I just believed in you know sharing it. And I got a lot of people sometimes that hated it. I mean, people would send me horrible messages saying, stop posting, you're making LinkedIn like Facebook. But I just, did, I just ignored those people. And then I think the, 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 the sensor for me was, you know, I got about maybe 20% of people would say negative stuff, but like 80% would say positive or neutral. So I was like, okay, that, that's a good measure that it's not perfect in terms of, it's good to have some people hating it because then it has an impact. Um, and that was my gauge. It's like, okay, maybe I have something here. And then the evangelism grew out of my passion for what I was doing, not for Cleo. So I think it's easy to see from what watching me on LinkedIn from Pleo, like I, I was Plio. I was all Plio. I wasn't. I, I just loved the journey. I loved the technology. I became super hyper-passionate and I used Pleo for me as a gateway or as, a, as a, a catalyst to share that. And I wouldn't have been able to have done it without Plio, but I felt this evangelistic feeling where, you know, I was always talking about tech. Plio. I was always wanting to be in the fintech space. I would go networking, not because I had to, but because I just wanted to meet people and tell them about the Plio story because I just believed in the mission. And that for me was the evangelism. Like I wasn't a major stakeholder in Plio. I didn't have an amazing salary, but I just believed in the mission and and what we were doing. And I think that is like what you have with Luggage Hero and, and what others that have been on this podcast are all about. And that's what I'm trying to also discover with this podcast, is there a common theme are are there similarities and if there are differences why are those differences happening um and if there are the similarities is there that common dna and that's what i'm on a journey with this with but i'm so hyper passionate about it and and i i will religiously talk about it because when you find it and i i want more people to find their 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 groove when you really find it it's just it's heaven like it it doesn't feel like work it's like this is easy this is my life yeah this has been so so fun and i'm really i'm loving these podcasts like i'm it's just i'm learning so much i'm listening and i'm a lot of it resonates a lot of it i'm getting for the first time so i really appreciate it thomas
1: likewise it's, it's been amazing Hacken. definitely always a pleasure uh, we would, would, would love to be on on more in the future it's been it's been a lot of fun
0: yeah and for those of you listening check Thomas out go to his LinkedIn give him some love like this guy is doing amazing stuff I love his content and um and when this gets out I'm, I'm keen to see where everything is and where like the whole penny drops but I'm sure you you guys will be completely fine yeah I'm, I'm, I'm sure too cheers buddy yeah likewise have a good time and thanks next